Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast, where we have real conversations with real people about real life. And now, here's your host and my friend, David Higginbotham. Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast. My name is David Higginbotham, and I'm here with my friend, Tom Kalinov. And this is a bonus episode. We're doing a series of those um, where we're talking a little more in depth about what we're calling six key elements to learning to thrive in life. And so, Tom, how are you, brother? Doing great. Doing great. Good, good, good. That's today. Uh, what's what's our focus today? Loving others. Well, right. Loving others, learning to love others in the same way I'm being loved by God. Hmm. Hmm. So the the episode we've done before talks about some aspects of how God has loved us. And so are we saying that God is calling us to love others in the same way that we are being loved? Is that what we're saying? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Well, that's, I think that's true, and I think the Scripture tells us that. John 13, Jesus said um, that, you, you know, you need to love others in the same way that I have loved you. And as a matter of fact, he said, I give you a new commandment hmm. that you are to love others in the same way that I've loved you. And if we don't have a growing understanding of how much God loves you, if if I don't have a growing understanding of how much God loves me, it's going to be pretty challenging for me to love you in the same way that he's loving me, won't it? Right. Yeah. So so true. So one of, one of the bullet points, David gave me a little outline. One of the bullet points, he has the primary expression of God's life in us is the love we express to others. Would it be that that was the primary focus? And folks, we're not picking on the Western church when we're talking about the Western church, but would it? what would it be like if that was the primary focus of the Western church, expressing the love of God to others versus our programs, our things that we do? Wow, what a difference. Well, think of it this way. I mean, Jesus had an oppor- Jesus said, and he had an opportunity to point to a variety of things. But he said, men shall know, people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for the other. Right. If you love one another. Now, <clears throat> here's the this is the this is the inconvenient part of that statement. Okay? The, the love that he described, the love that he used there, the phrase for love, is is the word is phileo, right? from the word <laughs> phileo. Yeah, that brotherly love, that phileo <laughs> love that we we have, we, you know, we we get along. You know, no, no, it's not that. It's that it's rooted in that term agape. It's that God type of love, that God mm. kind of love. And it, it, it is very specifically others-centered. Mm. God so loved the world that he, he so loved the world gave. that he gave of himself. He gave his only begotten son. There is this pattern that we see in the New Testament of, of the God kind of love 
being others-centered. It's not something that's based in ourselves. It's not something that's generated by myself. See, I, I believe that I'm incapable of loving you with a God kind of love apart from, Tom, having received that God kind of love myself right. from him. Right. I mean, I, I hear Jesus saying, the more you come to un- – I hear him implying. Let me be a little more specific. Mm-hmm. The more you come to understand how much my Father loves you, the more you will be able to love others around you in that same way. Mm-hmm. So the, the love that Jesus is talking about here is not good intentions. It's not – the milk of human kindness, although I think it's important to be kind. One of the fruits of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, okay? God's Spirit in me, also one of the fruits of the Spirit is love. And so the working of God in Tom Kalanov's life, Tom receiving that working of God within him, receiving in an ever-increasing manner the love that God is pouring out in Tom Kalanov's life is going to begin to change Tom Kalanov on the inside. Right. And that internal change is going to begin to show itself on the outside because you are being filled with God's love and it is pouring and spilling out of you and connecting with other people. Right, and that's how I see this passage of scripture talking about. So we, we've talked about how important it is to to come to understand the grace and the mercy and the love and the peace of God. How loved am I? My understanding of how loved I am is going to affect how I'm able to respond to you, Tom, and how you're able to respond to me with that same kind of love. If I don't clearly, if I don't understand that God kind of love. If I don't understand that others-centered kind of love, if I don't understand that kind of love that Jesus said, no man has a greater love than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. If I don't have a, a developing and growing understanding of that love that I cannot generate on my own, I'll just be out there engaging with people doing the best that I can, but not even coming close or even understanding right. that agape love of God that flows from God to you and from you to me, from God to me and from me to you. One of the points you have written here, David, you can only give to others what you have received, and we've already touched on that. Listen, all of us are broken. Hopefully, folks that are listening on their journey, they are receiving healing. They are, maybe not a great term, becoming less broken, or, or the brokenness is not the predominant thing in their life. But I, I think this, it, it allows us to have a lot more grace for people when we realize that, man, we can only give what we have received. Therefore, if I'm not getting what I think I should be getting from that person, it's probably because they can only give what they have received. That is a revelation that we need in the body of Christ, how much we have received, how much we're forgiven, how forgiven are we? We've talked about that on this episode and other episodes. How forgiven are we? What are some things that we can do as a body that can emphasize this? You know, one thing, David, we talked about this at the beginning here, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Love Jesus says, 
love the Lord, and he's being tested. <laughs> and he says, love the Lord your God, which is the greatest commandment, and it's supposed to be all of them. And Jesus instead says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on to say something that must have just left them with their jaws hanging. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. So even then, Jesus is talking about the importance of love, loving others, loving the Father. How can we get to, I don't even know how to ask this, but how can we get to the place where this is the number one thing? Well, we have to realize that nothing else is number one. I mean, again, we are, uh, the more we become aware of our need for God in every aspect, in every area, in every moment of our lives, the more we will, we will be looking for, for him. We will be asking for him. We'll be asking and seeking and knocking. See, if, if, if we feel like we've pretty much got it together, because my checklist is mostly dealt with every day or every week, you know, I, if, if, if I'm, if I'm, if let, let's say I, let's say there's 10 points on the checklist. And if I'm running at that 70 to 80% on a fairly regular basis in my own mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> Then I'm doing pretty good. If I'm running 20 to 30% on a regular basis in my own mind, I realize I got problems. Mm-hmm. The challenge so many of us face is that we have a checklist of some sort. It's not God's because God doesn't have a checklist, but he also doesn't live in the boxes that we build for exactly. him. But in my God box, I have a checklist, and I've got I do these things in order to be appeasing uh, a, a, a to God. Right. And if if I think I'm doing pretty well, Tom, I, I'm not asking, seeking, and knocking for Him. I, I'm not saying God, there's no way I can love my wife the way you love me. Mm. I don't even know what that means. Help me. And David, the thing is, if we think we're doing pretty well, then instead of giving even to the point of sacrificially giving our life for somebody else, our attitude instead is going to be, why can't they get their act together? Yes. I'm running at 80% on my list. Right. Why, why can't they get their act together? How much better would the church be if everybody could run at 80% on their checklist like <laughs> I do? <laughs> you know, I mean... We we believe in our own capacity, Tom. And and here's the bottom line. I do not have the capacity to love you the way that God is loving me. Mm. In, In my own humanness, in my own brokenness, in my own flesh, in my own, my my capacity is really limited. I don't have the capacity to love you because I I think I'm doing okay. And if I think I'm doing okay, I'm not crying out to God, Lord, pour out your grace and mercy and love and peace in my life. I'm, I'm not other centered in my focus. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why aren't they being nicer to me? 
Right. And the, the, it is the primary expression of God's life in me. The primary expression of God's life in me is how I treat you. And if I'm, if I am pouring out agape love toward, if I'm pouring out the kind of love that I'm receiving from God actively and it's spilling over into you, that's a good thing. Right. If I'm trying to put up with you and, and deal with you from a phileo sort of love or, mm-hmm. or, you know, or a pretend, a, a a faux love, yep. you know, because I'm supposed to be nice. I'm going to be nice to you and I'm going to treat you. I'm going to act like I love you. Or I'm See, all of that gets very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the more I come to understand, if I have an ever increasing and growing understanding of what it means to be loved by God, that reality in the in the drops that I am receiving from that begins to change my soul, brother. Yeah. It begins to change my heart. And I realize that when I get up in the morning, I'm completely and fully loved by God today. And I can take my day on from that standpoint of being loved. And I can go through the day asking God to help me to understand how much you love me today. Right. That is going to enable me bit by bit as I grow step by step to engage with you and interact with you and pour out just a bit of God's love for you mm. to be able to touch by, be touched by that as well. And I'm remembering the, I don't remember exactly where it's at, but it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The, the, the servant who, who owed this massive amount of talents mm. and he, he goes in, he pleads for mercy and he's completely forgiven and he goes out and a guy owes him like a, a quarter and he has him thrown into debtor, debtor's prison for that. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing there, when we realize how much we've been forgiven, when we realize how much we've been loved, what is – and I've had conversations with people, David, where, I, where I've said, listen, if you – do you realize how much you've been forgiven? Do you realize how much you're loved? Then how is it possible you have been holding this grudge for this many years and you continue to hold this grudge? Well, you don't know what they did to me. I probably don't know what they did to you, but again, perspective. I don't know if you want to talk about that for a minute. Well, Tom, we we have we part of our challenge about this issue that we're discussing is that we we use the same vocabulary. But we have different dictionaries, right? See, when when you're talking to someone about how much you've been loved by God, you have a certain meaning in your mind. They might very well have a completely different meaning in their mind, and we communication doesn't really occur until the image that I have in my mind is recreated in yours. Right. And so this happens, this happens millions of times on Sunday mornings. Some person stands up and they're teaching something or they're preaching something from the scripture, or they're trying to get a point across. And there's, there's a, there's a room full of people. And uh, let's, let's for the sake of, 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 of illustration, let's say there's a hundred people in the room. Well, the guy says one thing and 65 different understandings of what he said walk out the room. Right. 
and and that's part of the challenge that we face here. Part of the, another part of the challenge is that we have trained people. I say we collectively because I've mm-hmm. I've been a part of that as a church leader and pastor for years. One of the things that's happened in the modern expression of uh, of American Christianity is that we have trained people to be dependent upon being fed when they come to a building. And I've got to, they, they have to go get fed because they, they haven't been taught and trained how to be fed from the scriptures and from their own engagement with God in an ongoing basis. I tell you this, if you ate three times a week, three or four times a week, you know, mm-hmm. once on Sunday morning, maybe you got fed a little bit and got some dessert. And maybe there was some other time during the week that you gathered together and you got fed then. You're going to live a weak, anemic life. And that, again, at at the risk of sounding like I'm casting stones at my brothers, which I don't intend to do, that is not a very – that's a pretty common description of the modern-day American version of the church. Because, you know, if you're not – in an ongoing journey of learning what it means to be loved by God, if you're not engaged in that dialogue and in that journey with him, so that you are learning to receive his love in ever-increasing ways, there's no way that you're going to be able to engage with other people to, to be doing the thing that Jesus said to do, love them in the way that you are loved by God. Right. We have to be engaged in those relationships with people from the connecting point of God's love for me. Right. So love them in the way we are loved by God. And then this, for whatever reason, on this little outline you have, this is just jumping out at me. Love others as you love yourself. Old, old song, old group. You probably never heard it, but... uh, It's called Eighth Wonder by a group called Whiteheart from the late 80s. And it says, if there's seven wonders in the world, what would the eighth one be if I could learn to love myself the way you love me? Yeah. Uh, And that's a great line. How do do we practically, whatever you want to say about it, how do we love ourselves? Well, we first realize we have to come to grips with the fact that we don't. Good. I mean, I mean, th- yeah. think about it. I mean, if if the reality is I am not loving myself, I, and I think I am, I'm mm. I'm deceived. I'm deluded. I'm right. wrong. Right. Part of the challenge is we mentioned this in a bonus podcast previously. We think God is just a better version of ourselves. <laughs> You know, God's the perfect version of, of us. And God's not the perfect version of us. He's completely other than. Right. So it's not about me trying to get better at doing this terrible thing that I'm doing. You know, doing this thing. I'll do this thing terribly. I need to get better at it. No, no, no. You need to get something completely different. Hmm. You don't need to get better at your human love. You don't need to get better at your phileo love, you know, filio. You don't you don't need to get better at your brotherly love. You don't need to get better at being a parent to your children. You need something different. You need something other than. You need the agape. 
if mm. it's a term that most of us are familiar with. It's not exactly the way you pronounce it, but we need that we need to receive the agape so that we can give the agape because mm. you cannot give something that you have not received. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I've got somebody who's sending me a check for $10,000 because they think I'm a wonderful person. Well, I've got plans on what I'm going to do with that $10,000, but I can't do a thing until it gets here. Right. Until that check hits my bank account and the numbers go. Once I have received it to the degree that I've received it, maybe they're going to send me 2000 at a time. The more I come to receive the the grace of God, the more I come to receive specifically the love of God, and those two are not incompatible. They are expressions of the same thing. Then I am in a better position, even though it's just a small bit, even if I'm just learning that I'm loved at a very small level. From that small level, I can share that with you. I can share that with my children. I can ex- I can respond in love to the guy at work, even from a small level. But here's the thing. That small level, that tiny taste of the agape love of God in my life that touches the guy at work is going to seem like a waterfall to him. Right. Right. And the only way that we can love others in the God way is to realize it starts with him. Right. See, I, I, I have to be in that receiving mode because if I'm not receiving, there's no way I'm giving. Right. Right. And David, we, we've talked about that. You want to keep these brief um, folks. All the bonus episodes, are, are you, you can listen to them wherever you get your podcasts. The, the first one we've talked about, living loved, learning to live as a person who is completely and fully loved by God, loving others, learning to love others in the same way I'm being loved by God. We've And we had a follow-up uh, episode with a couple of questions. And by the way, David will have his email in the episode notes. So you any questions, comments, feel free to send those in. And now, you know, we're talking about loving others, learning to love others in the same way I'm being loved by God. And again, if you have questions and we need to follow up and have another bonus episode regarding that, we'll do it. The next bonus episode of the six key elements of the journey that David has laid out, abide daily, learning to find my life's identity and security in Christ. So that that will be coming up unless we have another intermediate bonus episode. But David, how do you want to wrap up the, the the what we've been talking about today, loving others in the same way, receiving that love and then being able to share it. How do you want to wrap up? I want to wrap it up like this. <clears throat> you can't change yourself. Mm. You, if you could, we all would have changed ourselves and you, you just can't. You're not going to. Now you can you can straighten up your act a little bit and you can tweak it here and tweak it there. What I'm talking about is that core person of who you are. Right. The thing that changes that core person of who you are is you coming to understand who God is in your life and learning how to change your mind about who you are 
and bring it into harmony with who he says you are. Mm. And he says you're a person who is worthy of his love. You're a person who's worthy of his attention. You're a person who's worthy of his life. And the the next episode that we're going to be doing, the next bonus episode, is is about learning how to abide, learning how to live in Christ and discover your identity there. Because as you are growing in your understanding of God's love for you, and you are growing in your ability to be able to share that love with others around you, that sets you up for being in a position of coming to understand who you really are, not within your own humanness, but who you really are in Christ. Hmm. And in him, in Christ, is that most common phrase that Paul uses again and again and again. And as we come to understand who we are in Christ, it, it feeds into these other two. We become to understand more how lo- how more loved we are. We're able to love more people, people more. We're able to grow in that strengthened identity that I am in Christ. See, those are the things that begin to move us more and more into more into that place of thriving, not just existing and not just living thriving in life. I look forward to us moving through the rest of these things, Tom. Sounds great. Sound good? Sounds good, man. Okay, folks, listen, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you being here and and, uh, paying attention, listening to our talk. until Until we have a chance to meet with you again next time, Godspeed. Thank you for choosing the Learning to Thrive podcast. We hope you have been encouraged. Please check the show notes where you can learn more about today's episode. Give us a rating tell your friends, and join us again next week. Together, we are learning to thrive.